We are back with another Hoop Ball Mavericks episode coming after the Chicago game. Tough loss today. Just, you know, they just didn't have the energy that I thought that they should come out with, but more so than anything else. Before we get into that, let me also speak to you about my bookie. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes. I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with mybookie.com. My bookie's rep is rock solid. They've got all the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. There's only one place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book's guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship game that just happened. I actually won a little money off of that and every NFL playoff game. You know me and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to your sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best mybookie.com okay so with that being said and you know we have a lot of people that come on but and everyone's a special guest but today's even more special because for me I think it's important that not only do we cover the Mavs with a plus coverage but a plus coverage from the ladies and I wanted to bring someone on that I thought that would be very great for us to talk about all things uh, Dallas Mavericks and wanted to just get some perspective from the from a different side because we ramble on and on about this stuff. But at the same time, I think the voices that should be heard are also on the other side with the ladies who are doing a fantastic job. And today we have the greatly talented Valencia King. Um, she's a news anchor, journalist, talk show host, sports reporter. She's a complete package as a media member. And also you can subscribe to Valencia King TV on YouTube too. Valencia, how are you today? I am doing amazingly well. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, because like I said, I wanted to bring people or bring more specifically bring ladies on to to talk about the Mavericks. But uh, just give me a little bit of your background on how you got started and um, how you're doing uh, just covering sports in general at this point. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll start by saying this. I have got the gift to gab. I got it honest. (laughs) I've been talking ever since I can remember. So it's why I had to have a career that allowed me to talk about things that I'm passionate about. So I don't know if there's anyone else out there. I'm not calling out no names, but anyone who ever got in trouble for talking in school, that was me. So I just had to go into this field. Um, And the crazy thing is I actually started in entertainment instead of sports, even though I've been a gym baby since I can remember. Um, but entertainment led into sports and just kind of even led into a, a temporary career as a political news anchor. So all around the way, whether it's sports, entertainment, politics, I, I'm definitely willing to talk about it, especially if it's something that uh, it needs conversation and I'm passionate about. But in your question to uh, sports right now, it looks different. I mean, you and I right now, we're not in the same room. Normally, we'd have to be in the same room to even have this interview, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so things are things are moving along. I think uh, the biggest thing is having the the strength and the know how to pivot when necessary. So things are going they're going all right right now. 
Great. That's that is wonderful to hear. So again, you guys, this is the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Brooks. I am here with the greatly talented Valencia King. We're going to talk about everything Dallas Mavericks today. Today, our topics will be we'll briefly talk about Friday's loss to the Bucks. Ugh, thought they'd get that one. Um, today's loss to the Bulls. So clearly they're on a two game losing streak, but there's hope at the end of the tunnel. They're missing some players. We'll get into that. Um, thoughts of how Porzingis is looking. Um, we'll find out what Valencia is most excited about moving forward with the Mavericks as they get ready to get their entire team back. Um, areas for improvement and the predicted finish in the West. So, um, so for me, Valencia, if on Friday, the thing that stuck out to me most is Dallas has done a really good job of keeping teams out of the paint and making them settle for 10 footers or 12 footers shots that aren't as comfortable when you have length on you. And they allowed, they allowed Giannis to get going. And he had almost half of his points in the paint, which also allowed for their shooters to get open. Because once you put that much pressure on the defense, all you're doing is, is allowing yourself to have to help and recover on guys who can shoot the ball. And that's what the Bucks are predicated off of, drive and dish, get open shots, kind of like the Mavericks. And then on top of that, I think they were just missing some of their depth. They could have used Josh Richardson, um, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, some of those guys that do the dirty work. And in that game in particular, that is, that is a game that they could have used some of those guys to get some of those things done that they would typically do in a game. For you, um, what's your thoughts on Friday's loss and how they looked and what you felt like um, could have been better? Definitely a winnable game when you look at Friday's matchup against the Bucs. Um, I know sometimes we say preseason woes don't really carry into it, but the Mavs had some good matchups during the preseason against the Bucs, and I think the Bucs kind of remembered that. <laughs> yeah. So when I look at Milwaukee and what Giannis and his team are able to do, they're not, they're not going into these games just to be there. They're going in to win, and when you have that intention to detail, when you have that laser focus, you're going to see who is the better team of that night, and ultimately that's what the, the Bucs, they, ha- they have that they had it down the stretch um there could have been you know that that questionable call of coach's decision to make a timeout or not but things happen and they play out the way they do so Milwaukee had it going that night and the Mavs like you said on a two-game losing streak at the moment they got to turn some things around yeah I completely agree I I you know in that game on Friday and especially when it's a when it's a three-point loss it's 112 to 109 when a game is that close, you can point to so many different things. I mean, it can be one play here, one play there, a guy missing. So it's always tricky. But I, I, overall, I was happy to see how well they competed against one of the better teams in the league, you know, missing um, a considerable amount of talent that they would rely on from game to game. It wasn't like they had guys from the end of the bench that couldn't play. It was Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, um, Jalen Brunson, Josh Richardson, um, those guys are all important to what they do. And then on top of that, um, you know, like you said, at the end of the game, they could have called a timeout to get a better to get a better shot. But, you know, Porzingis taking that shot. I think I, I think that I can live with with a with a make or miss on that just because at least one of your better scores took the last shot, so to speak. So. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they lost. And, and ultimately, I think they. um they had a chance to win the game. Like you said, it was a winnable game, but I think there's still some, some bright spots to take from that in consideration to the amount of people that had to sit. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. There are some bright spots. When we talk about uh, KP, if, if the Mavs were at their full strength, 
I would say time will, you know, will uh, reveal itself. KP has a little bit more time, but the Mavs don't have their full roster and the clock is ticking. So yes, there are some bright spots between KP on Friday and even this Sunday's game, even though they're two back-to-back losses, there are some bright spots, but I want to see KP get into his, into his post game a little bit more. You know, I know he's been taking his threes, which normally they do fall at a higher percentage, but they're not falling right now, given that he's just coming back. So I feel like he needs to reverse engineer and kind of work on this game from the inside out, if you will. That way he can kind of set the tone for how he's able to get his shots because there's not many that can contest him underneath in the paint. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, seven three. I mean, there's not many people his height as is. One of the other tallest guys on the team or in the league is actually on his own team. So that just goes to show you how rare it is for him to find someone his size. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, tough loss, but Moving along, you know, they'll get past this and, and we'll get players back and hopefully, you know, we'll get to see them at full strength here um, coming up soon. But with the Bulls game today, so there was an interesting quote from Luca after the game. And he said, you know, there are no fans in the building, so the energy doesn't come. We have to create our own. And I think that's an important part of these games that are coming, you know, whether they're back to back, whether they're playing, you know, two games in three nights, whatever the case may be. I think that it's important that that teams have energy, but also for them, it can't we can't overlook the fact that they're just missing bodies. And so responsibility has heightened for guys like Luca or, you know, Porzingis, who maybe wouldn't play as many minutes if they had more bodies. And then, you know, you had to play a Wessa Wundu today um, on top of Friday, like you're throwing guys in the mix that wouldn't typically play as many minutes. So it's hard to put your energy into the game while also trying to put energy into um, corralling the team and building, you know, an atmosphere where you're, where, you know, like where you have the crowd behind you. But in in this case, it would be like AAU basketball where, you know, the team is the crowd. With that being said, with Lucas speaking to their energy level and me thinking on with them not having some of their players and guys being thrust into positions that they wouldn't necessarily um, take upon on a, on a typical basis because they're playing more minutes and they're playing in a role that they're not accustomed to. What do you think about Lucas comments about the energy and today looking like they had a lack of energy? Right. You know, you're absolutely right. There is definitely noticeable lack of energy, especially for today's game. And it, it kind of, you know, goes with just the NBA schedule. That's kind of how the cards were dealt. This is basically like a semi layover for the Mavs, but even shorter because it was an an early afternoon game. They hit the road and they're on their way to play the Raptors in Florida. So it's a, it's a weird timing, but you you have to play the hand that was dealt for you. And so as far as energy, uh, you mentioned Wes, I actually asked him about having, you know, people being gone, how that kind of deplenishes their bench, not only for the depth of their team, but for the energy. And I even said, I know this isn't an excuse for, you know, having a loss, but is it a factor? Does it play a role? And he agreed that it's not an excuse uh, to have a loss on, for any account, but it definitely is noticeable. But he ultimately said, you know, it's next man up. And so with the team that you do have there, they've got to be louder. They've got to be more riled up. They've got to make up for the loss of the guys that aren't there with them right now. Um, because I'm sure that the guys that aren't there, they would want them to do that. They would want them to try to, you know, get as much energy as you can. So that way, whether you're 
on the court or not, it's felt. And like you mentioned, there are no fans, so especially in the American Airlines Center, that's 19,000 plus fans day in and day out. So it's for sure noticeable. But when you're down a few guys on your roster, you, you got to step it up on all levels. Yeah, um, I couldn't have said it any better. And I mean, it doesn't help because one of the things that I was saying, you know, I live tweet during the games and when you're making shots, it creates energy. And for them today, as a team who relies on the three-point on three-point shooting a lot, they shot 25% today. They were eight for 31 from the three-point line. And I think when you're when shots are going in, and you're and you know, and you're upbeat and everyone feels good about their game on the offensive end, it creates energy for the defensive side of the ball. But when you're getting when when bricks are coming off long and you know you're fighting for rebounds every time and it's just a grind that way it can just have a trickle down effect. And I mean, they, they really missed Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting ability today, him not playing and being that extra score, that extra outside shooter that they need. It really put a lot of pressure on West to make shots. Josh Green, he played 32 minutes today. I think that's the most he's played all season. Um, Lucas actually started, he shot the ball really well, considering, you know, all circumstances, especially from three, a place that he hasn't shot the ball well um, much all season, but he's been much better the last two games. I think that all plays a role into, you know, creating energy, so to speak, for a team that definitely will need it and was missing a lot of bodies. So so I think that was another missing element is Tim Hardaway not playing today. Was that something that that stuck out to you or, or was there someone else that you had in mind that maybe didn't play as well or you wish would have played well? I think uh, Willie Cauley-Stein could have definitely played well, but I don't want to single out one person because it's a team effort and a win. It's a team effort and a loss. <laughs> right. And so I look at the guys that are missing, like a Dwight Powell, a Jalen Brunson, Jay Rich, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, and even Tim, like you said, was out today. Here's some of the things that maybe Mavs fans don't always see, even before, you know, um, the, the the pandemic that we're in, you see little things like pregame rituals. Maxie and Dwight always do a pregame warm-up together. Uh, when the song Mop, Mop, Don't Stop, Mop, when that was hot and out, Tim Hardaway and Dodo would always, you know, hit the mop real quick before the lineup, starting lineup was called. It's little things like that that add elements to spark a team, whether you're the top, the clock is in, in the game or, you know, during a timeout. It's little, those little things that add up that don't show up on the stat sheet by any means, but they will make all of the difference. So I think one of the things before the Mavs even had all of these guys out was building consistency on the court. And I know that's going to be even tougher now that you have guys that are out. We're hoping, uh, Coach Carlisle said they're hoping to have Tim Hardaway back for the second night of their back-to-back against the Raptors, along with Jalen Brunson. He said hopeful by all definitions of the word. He could not confirm it. So I think adding these pieces that we've been missing back will actually help us build that consistency that we're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for that. That's definitely true. Um, a lot of valid points. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's always a team win, always a team loss. Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, even when guys don't play well, it's not as if it's intentional. Just sometimes, you know, especially in games like today, I just, you know, as a former player, I know sometimes you get put in a spot where you have to do more than maybe um, either you're capable of or you're accustomed to. And I think that was just the, I just think overall with the team today, especially with Tim Hardaway going down, you lost your one other for sure shooter on the perimeter outside of Luca and Porzingis. And that just makes it an uphill battle, even if it's the Chicago Bulls. But I think overall, these are the, 
I know they're ready to get their team back because as this season goes along, you can tell that it's going to be a, a it's going to be a war of attrition. Teams who can stay healthy, teams who can keep their players available will be in better shape moving forward because if it comes to the end of the season and you got these tiebreakers and these, you know, your half a game here or half a game there that could swing you from a four to a five seed possibly, you look back on games like this and you say, man, if we'd have had our full team or if we'd have been able to make a shot here or there. So I'm sure they're really, really um, hoping to get their guys back. I know Rick Carlisle said that he thought Jalen Brunson was going to be able to play today. And for whatever reason, you know, he wasn't able to, even though he had right. negative. So, um, so even, you know, today, you know, a bad loss, but considering they had so many guys out, I think you can just easily point to that and say, you know, this is a game that they would have probably gotten if they had everyone um, healthy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Carlisle has been in this league in all aspects, coach, player, broadcaster, you name it. So he chooses his words intentionally and wisely. So for him to say he thought Brunson would have been available today and he did not have the slightest clue of what made him unavailable for, for whatever the protocol is that the NBA has in line. He's letting us as the fans and media know, like, look, we're trying to make do with what we can, but we're, you know, we don't have all of the actual boundaries or barriers because it's kind of like they're being set up as things are changing, which is understandable. The world isn't a pandemic, but when you're still trying to put together wins in this league, that makes it a little bit more challenging and difficult. And so I know, you know, throughout the NBA, throughout this league, we always say next bend up mentality, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. All of that sounds cute, but if you're not able to be ready because of uh, factors out of your control, then you can't put your full team together. So I think Mavs fans, we still have some things to look forward to, but I think you can tell from top to bottom, the Mavs are trying to put this thing together. Yeah, um, 100%. And they'll get it together. I mean, the team should, everyone should be on their way back here soon as they've been out for over a week, some of those guys, I mean, it's been three or four games for a few of those guys now. So um, they'll get some guys back. But speaking of having guys back, they do have Porzingis back, who is their second um, best player on the team. To me, he's a top 25 player in the NBA. And I've been saying all season, regardless of what they're doing, so much of their game plan revolves around Luca and Kristaps. And when he's not there, it just, it just throws things off. And so it's hard to evaluate this team completely until he was back. But unfortunately, he came back and other people are now gone. But for me, I think he's looked I think he's looked good for considering, you know, he came back maybe earlier than people expected. He's played more minutes than maybe he even expected. Um, you can you can still tell he's rusty in different spots where he gets the ball. But overall, he's looked good to me. He's fluid with his motion. His jump shot still still seems to be there. I mean, it doesn't take much for him to spot up and shoot, you know, <laughs> 30 footers because he doesn't have to move. But for you, how has Porzingis looked since he's been back? He's looked good in the sense of he's ha happy to be here. He's happy to be back. Um, this is a loose quote, not the full quote, but uh, Miss Dorothy uh, Gentry that we talked about off podcast um, asked him about his return. And basically he said, it's good to be back with my guys. When he was out, he was trying to stay as connected as he could with the team during timeouts, but you can only do so much. So for the first time, he said he felt like he got that feeling back again. So we know that KP is glad to be back. He's getting it within his rhythm. But like I said earlier, it's going to take some time. You can't miss as much of basketball as he did and just come back like that and be, you know, back to 100%. Unfortunately, the way the offseason was set up and some of us thinking that, you know, maybe the NBA would start in January or February, it started in December. 
<laughs> so the off season was way shorter than some probably anticipated. So adding the short off season, adding him coming back from injury, adding this team not being at full strength, there's a lot of factors again that are out of his control at the moment. But KP genuinely looks happy to be here, happy to be back on the court with his guys. The rest of those things will hopefully fall into place sooner than later because, like I said earlier, the, the clock is ticking. Because as you mentioned, you'll look up and it'll be towards the middle or end of the season and think about those few games you could have won that will either have you in the playoffs or out of the playoffs or even higher up or lower up than you thought you might have been in the playoff seating so it's it's just it's got to start clicking soon yeah um for sure and even with me speaking on his shooting I mean today he had 20 points he was nine for 19 from the field but he was over seven from three which is really uncharacteristic of him but what I like about that is it just shows his versatility to be able to score because I think a lot of times he has relied on his jump shot and his three-point shooting ability, but for him to be able to mix it up and, you know, still have 20 points today without making any three-point shots, I think that's a good sign for him moving forward. And I like a lot of the sets that they run where they get him easier looks. And a lot of his looks are going to be easy anyway at 7-3. So, <laughs> so overall, I think he's I think he's in a good spot. He's going to continue to work through these peaks and valleys of <clears throat> coming back from such a tough injury. Um, and he should be fine moving forward. Yeah, and, and as you like to call him, uh, Zing Zing, I believe. Yeah, Zing <laughs> he's Zing. not new to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not new to this. Um, playing in the stars of the, the Madison Square Garden, he he can he can make it do. He can make it do um, what it needs to do. So so like you said, I think it'll I think it'll come around. Yeah, for sure. Um, so from what are you most excited about for the Mavs moving forward? For me, it's just getting their full team back and being able to get a complete evaluation because they've been one of the better defensive teams in the league. Obviously, Porzingis being back, we just spoke on him and how he's looked promising, um, but he's still shaking off some rust. For you, what are you most excited about for the Mavs moving forward? Right. So uh, there are, of course, areas of improvements, but I think what makes the future so exciting for the Mavs is that they have the the way they have the know-how to control and set up the results that they're wanting to see. They can literally create whatever results they're wanting to see. They have a solid group of guys that are hungry and ready as we've been seeing because a few of the guys have been out. So we've had to see other guys step up and step up into roles that they may not have been, you know, normally, you know, in the position to take, but these group of guys, they, they want to win and they're going to make a way to do that. Um, I've been covering the math since 2011 and there have been some tough years in between now and then. But like I said, this group of guys, I think they're, they're ready and they just got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think with today's game, you know, the name of the game is perimeter versatility. There's so many wing guys that can score. A lot of teams are running three guard sets. You have these bigs who are now playing, you know, the four and the five who essentially play, have a playing style of a guard. And the Mavericks made it very intentional this offseason to go get, you know, two way players and guys who can be on the wing that can defend. And so that that's something that I'm really excited to see is when they get everyone back, how all of this mesh together, because if they can be one of the better defensive teams in the league and not even have been, you know, fully healthy for not not one game have they had everyone available. I think that's a testament to, you know, what they can be moving forward because Carlisle's one of the best coaches in the league. 
Um, he's definitely done well with the group that he's had. I mean, they're at 500 right now, but they've had so many moving pieces and so has every other team. So for them to still have six wins at this point, that's not a bad look for me. I think that, you know, they'll be fighting all season, but once they get healthy, I think they can really get on a run. Oh, absolutely. Like you mentioned, Carlisle is, is that coach, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bet against Carlisle because I've seen what he's been able to do just in his tenure alone with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, like I said, it, even outside of the championship year, after that year, some rough and tough years, but I have seen what Carlisle has been able to put together when no one thought it was possible. So, so like you said, I, I'm not going to bet against Carlisle. I'm not going to bet against this group of guys. They're showing up. Um, even in, in the losses, the fact that uh, after the loss today against Chicago, Lucas said, you know, he felt he might have been playing too selfishly. And so he knows he has to do better. And it takes a lot to say that. It takes a lot to say that, not just to your teammates, but to the public as well. Um, so I think these guys are going to continue to show up for each other and get better. Absolutely. Um, areas of improvement. For me, I don't, I don't have a ton of my biggest thing is and I've been beating the drum on this for for the last few pods at least and in my in my tweets i think josh green's development should be important to rick carlisle and i think it's because he can actually be a guy defensively that can be helpful when they get later in the season obviously you don't want to play him at times where you're putting the, a win or a loss in the balance but give him um minutes early let him work through some of his mistakes. Even today, he got yanked in the second half, like two minutes, um, you know, after, you know, for no reason for me, because I think giving a guy the confidence to be able to self-coach himself through mistakes, and this is not me at any in any way, shape, or form, you know, questioning Carlisle's acumen as a coach. He knows he's forgotten more than I will ever know as a basketball coach <laughs> or as a basketball <laughs> or as a basketball um journalists of some of, in some respects but I think that Josh Green deserves to get minutes because the guys that he was drafted around is getting minutes they all they they think highly of him clearly they've they, you know they've talked to the coaching staff has talked great about him all through the year every time he gets in he has great enthusiasm he's playing with tenacity and I think that can be beneficial down the line so I think his ongoing development through the year is something that I would like to see is there a particular area of improvement that you would like to see from the Mavs, maybe team-wise or individual? I would say consistency and closing. I know it's it's it may be redundant at this point, but in order to build consistency, you just have to keep doing it. You have to get better. You have to build up that muscle. And closing out games is something that the Dallas Mavericks have had a narrative around them for this season. I know it's still early, but last season as well. It's the narrative's been around them for a while. So I would love to see them improve on closing out games, especially during overtime and building that consistency, no matter who are the five guys on the court. I'm not, I don't care if it's the first, the starters, the bench, whoever, whoever there's those five on the court at that time, I would love to see consistency being built within that. Um, because I mean, we know Carlisle will change up a, a starting lineup or a lineup in general in the, in the second, in the blink of an eye. <laughs> so I want to see consistency and uh, improvement in closing out games for the Mavs. For sure. Um, prediction, prediction of where they finish in the West. For me, I've been consistent in saying all year, I think they can be as high as a four seed. I think they're somewhere between four and five. They could get hot and maybe, you know, jump up higher. But for me, I see them in maybe a four or five seed 
four being like they had, you know, a really great year and everything is clicking, which is still very possible. Where do you have them finishing in the West? Well, it's interesting you say four and five because I've been staying consistent at six. And when you look at the Western Conference, you you already know it, it can be anybody's game um, with the exception of, you know, maybe one or two. Seating one or two is probably going to be, you know, I don't know, L.A. Lakers. <laughs> if I had to take a gander there. Um, but I, I can see the Mavs um, being at, at a solid six seating. Um, I'm not I'm not uh, against them being a four or five. Like you mentioned, I would love to see that. I would really love to see that for, for sure. But um, I just need to, I have to see it first. So until then, I'm going to say a solid six is where I've been uh, keeping them at. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I'm, I'm a little um, eager in, in thinking of this roster is, is better than many people maybe have anticipated. I was, I'm really excited to see them pull it all together and, and see how all the pieces mesh, because I think Dwight Powell is still improving. He's coming off of a serious injury and, you know, Mavs nation is, is, kind of been down on him but I'm I have a little more leniency and understanding that an Achilles injury is just tough to come back from in general then you add in the fact that he's been off for 10 months I think it's just a lot to try to ask him to just come back and you know hit the ground running for a guy who already isn't a Kevin Durant who's come back off of this injury and he's looked amazing but you know two different players so um, overall I'm, I'm I think that a four seed is their is their ceiling for me but a five seed, I think, is very, very doable if they can get everyone back and stay healthy, because that's one thing that's really helped the Lakers is that they just haven't had any COVID cases, really. And it seems to, it seems to be that they're not running into teams either. They're, they're playing almost every night. And so they're able to just be available. And I think that's going to be key for the Mavericks moving forward is just availability. They say the best ability is availability, and they definitely need to um, get healthy and stay healthy. Um, so, but more so than anything, I think that's overall what we have for today. I know you're super busy and you took time out of your day just to come by and talk Mavs with us. So we very, very much appreciate it. Um, everyone out there, please subscribe, download at Hoopball Mavs. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. My personal account is at L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Subscribe. Subscribe download all platforms, uh, leave a five-star review, leave a one-star review if you didn't like it. We just, I, I, any way or shape or form for improvement or the love is much appreciated. Uh, Valencia, where can everyone find you? Yes, of course. Well, I am Valencia King and you can find me across all social media platforms at I am Valencia King. See what I did there? <laughs> that's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Clubhouse. That's Snapchat, even though I don't use it that often. That's literally every platform I have is at I am Valencia King. And definitely be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Valencia King TV, where you can see some more Mavs content there as well. So yeah, definitely tap in with me. I would love to keep this conversation going throughout the rest of this NBA season. And let's check man let's let's talk about some Mavs or if your team isn't the Mavs that's okay we can still talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed yes no thanks it was a pleasure to have you on love having um, female voices and having you guys come on to speak about sports because in a time like this we all need to definitely keep our eyes and our minds open to everyone that has something to lend 
and sports, it just brings people together in general, but I love it to have people on and in particular, especially right now, women, and you are very talented and it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. I, I look forward to, to hearing more of your conversations. I've enjoyed the podcast that I've heard and, and I'm excited to see your growth as well. Thank you. Thank you. And we will definitely have you back. This isn't our last time. Mavs Nation and Hootball Mavs, this isn't a one-time deal. Hopefully, we would love to have the lovely Valencia King back to talk with sure. us about these Mavs when she is not running around dealing with all of her other endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, guys. Um, Mavs, tomorrow, 4.30 against the Raptors. Um, catch me. Live tweet. Uh, reach out to me. I will definitely be watching that as well, keeping a close eye. Hopefully we get some players back. Everybody be safe. Go Mavs. Go Mavs.